Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner, back on a Tuesday. A victory Tuesday, Jamie. We have moved on to the semifinals of the fantasy playoffs. We're in a good mood. We're in good spirits here on a Tuesday. The waiver wire ranking edition of the show. We have all of that to get into. But before we start the show, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Listen, there's still NFL action going on. The NBA, NHL, UFC. Bowl season's right around the corner as well. Head on over to Bet Online, the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V 50 to receive your bonus. Bet Online, where the game starts. Jamie, Chris, I'm hyped on a Chris, Tuesday. Hyped. Chris, Chris, okay. I wanted to cut you off before the uh, the pun. So I'm glad we, we didn't get there. Uh, again, as much as everybody wants to hear about your fantasy team out there, I'm sure. Uh, by the way, do you know bowl start Friday? Dude, we got a bowl show, TDN bowl show on Thursday. Crazy. That We do have a TDN bowl show on Thursday because you should plug that too right now. Why not? Uh, myself, be on it. Krebs, Joe Marino, uh, Draft Dudes, uh, we are hanging out. We are doing a bowl uh, season special. Uh, the guys, this is the first time I'm actually announcing the format of the show. Uh, the Ooh. guys are not, or this is not, not necessarily gambling, right? We're not going to look at what the lines and the totals are going to be up on the screen, but the guys are just making picks. They're picking confidence teams picks, right? and they're using confidence picks. So the most points, I think there's like 40-something bowls. So the thing they're the most confident, they're going to put 40 points down. The thing that the least confident it's going to be down near the one, two, three, four. So should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm moderating. I'm keeping us on task, making sure we get through all the games in a, in a good amount of time. So that should be a lot of fun Thursday on the Draft Network YouTube channels where you can find that. Yeah, and just a reminder, there are eight bowl games this weekend, two on Friday. So uh, we'll uh, – they all are um, – while they're there, they're bowl games. Um, they're football games that are being played, yes. Although App State, Western Kentucky should be fun, the Boca Raton Bowl. But uh, let's get back into fantasy before we get off on a tangent here. Everybody wants to hear there now. Now everybody is in playoff mode. Yes. You didn't, hopefully you didn't start last week, but if you did and you're still listening to us, congratulations. Hopefully you won your matchup or are continuing along with the two-week stretch here. But everybody is in playoff mode. It is crunch time, and there were no more bye weeks. We're done. And I have I have just a quick anecdotal story about my fantasy league. There's a guy who started the year 0-3. Rattled off 10 straight wins to end the season, was 10 and 3, played in the first round of the playoffs. Had Jonathan Taylor, who he, who he got him to the dance, got him all the way there. Didn't have Jonathan Taylor. Had Adam Thielen hurt. Derrick Henry was hurt. He's out in the first round. Guy goes on an incredible 10 game winning streak to go Brutal. 10 and 3 to get in, and the bye weeks in week 14 are what dooms him. Hate again, I know it. I know this caught a lot of league managers off guard this year, but just don't let this happen again. And, and to me, it's just more of simply you can't have playoffs going on during bye weeks. Like I, I, no. I think that's that's just a very bad luck. You can't do anything about Derrick Henry. Can't do anything about injuries. I don't feel bad that he lost Adam Thielen. I don't feel bad he lost Derrick Henry. That that's part of the fantasy season. But not even having the availability of Jonathan Taylor uh, was was really kind of not fair. But it is what it is. But just don't make this don't make this mistake next year. So. For those of you that are still in, waiver wires are a very important deal. You have to get all those claims in here over the next 24 hours or so. That's what we do here on the Tuesday edition of the show, and we use our good friends over at Fantasy Pros. We look at their rankings, and Jamie uh, agrees, disagrees, puts other names on the list. We'll start with the quarterbacks, Jamie. Tua, one. Jimmy G, two. Ben Roethlisberger, three. Justin Fields, four. Uh, Tyler Huntley comes in at five. 
this feels like I think a, a, a decent list. Um, I know I'm yeah. considering to it in my league this week. Uh, him and Taysom Hill, the two guys that I'm considering for that spot. So against the Jets, he's obviously going to find himself uh, atop the waiver wire claims because when you play the Jets, I don't know if you know this, Jamie, but when you play the Jets, good things happen to you. So yeah, because Jets freaking suck. But uh, yes, so of do. this list and of the guys that are widely available, two is clearly the top option for me. Comes as my QB 13, get with a home matchup against the Jets, and he's played pretty well. Uh, since coming back from his injury, you know, he, I, I know everybody keeps making fun of him on other defenses, but they're making fun of him as they keep getting beat. Uh, Miami is going to play this game with all of the vigor that they possibly can because they are still very much alive in this playoff race. And I don't know how many running backs are going to suit up for Miami. That's the other question in this game. Like The entire running back core right now is on the COVID list for the Dolphins. So I don't know how much they're going to be able to run the football. Devontae Parker's obviously back. Jalen Waddell is is playing at an unbelievably high level great matchup you put all those things together uh and pretty much every game is a must win for miami down the stretch here uh i have two are just outside of qb1 range of qb13 but he is a perfectly solid option for you um some guys what, what will help now because there are no bye weeks uh so we're talking about maybe some guys that i would play to uh, in front of i think that this would kind of help people out there uh bigger names out there like Derek carr uh, Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow, uh, I, w- I would suit Tua up over either one of those guys. And, and I have them kind of right now in the same range as the Taysom Hills, Dak Prescotts, and Kirk Cousins of the world for week 15. My friend on the Sunday edition of the show made a bold claim. He said, when we do the waiver wire show on Tuesday, the guy at top of the waiver wire list, the guy that would be in the number one spot, would be Seattle running back Rashad Petty. My friend was absolutely 100,000% correct. Rashad Penny, the number one running back with the number one overall player. Uh, The rest of the top five at running back, Rashad Penny, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, Royce Freeman, friend of the show, Craig Reynolds there at number five. That rounds out the top five, Jamie. So I've gone back and forth about what I want to do with Rashad Penny because he has had these spike games in the past. He has a couple of these games here and there where he runs for over 100 yards and then kind of just fades into the background for the ne- another season. But I can't ignore the fact that there's really no other running back there that is competent at the moment. Alex Collins, DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, uh, that he there's still first-round draft capital invested in him by the team. Pete Carroll said nice things about him this week. In my initial set of rankings, I put him at RB38. I'm going to have to race him a little bit, even though I don't really love the matchup with the Rams. Um, it's not the worst matchup in the world because the Rams defense, despite, I mean, they've had some good splash moments, but they haven't been as good as they were against the run the last couple of years when they were just not dominant in that stretch. I'm probably going to move him up, but for me, he he's going to be a guy that I look at as a potential flex play for you. So he's going to be in that flex conversation. I, I'm not comfortable rolling him out there as an RB2 this week, just to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but he is absolutely worthy of adding to your roster and needs to look. You just he has an opportunity for some significant playing time, and he has shown flashes enough to be on your roster right now in case of injury. Uh, some other guys here that are interesting to me, and there's a lot of really interesting names. Uh, Royce Freeman, depending on the David Johnson uh, situation, uh, he showed some pass catching prowess, and obviously, uh, we have a phenomenal. I, I mean, because I don't know about you. There are a lot of good games this weekend, oh. but there's no game I'm looking forward to more than Houston-Jacksonville. Houston, Let's go, baby. Let's go. I cannot wait. Clear the calendar. But to be fair, on a positive note, usually when two terrible teams meet each other, you usually get a game's in the game. Game's 58-51 final. That's a really game good gets game. dumb. Like two, two objectively horrible teams facing up against each other. But Royce Freeman in full PPR is a guy that intrigues me. Um, 
I believe Duke Johnson is a guy to watch. He just got elevated to Miami's main roster. Again, we're going to have to see what's going on with their COVID situation throughout the week. But if you're looking for a flyer in a PPR league, he can basically be Miles Gaskin light for them in this matchup. Something to kind of keep an eye on, particularly if you have Miles Gaskin and you're you're just kind of looking for some insurance right now. Again, you're in the playoffs right now. No more bye weeks. Drop these low upside guys that are on your bench. Get handcuffs. Get speculative ads. Anybody that does not have a chance to start for you over these next two weeks, get them off your team and start playing defense if you need to. With that in mind, Jamie, it's like you read my mind because it's exactly where I was going to go. This is a little selfish, this question, but I think there are a lot of people out there that find themselves in the situation that I'm in. Austin Eckler Thursday night did not participate in practice on Monday Yeah, with that ankle injury. Short week, which is a big deal against the Chiefs. If you have Austin Eckler, which of the two Chargers running back options, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly, which one of those two guys are you running to pick up? Uh, I would take Justin Jackson. Uh, Joshua Kelly is a bad football player with all due respect. Uh, Justin Jackson can do a little bit more. Uh, I actually would not be surprised if Roundtree gets more involvement than Josh Kelly in this one. But if I'm going to pick up one, it will be Justin Jackson, although I do believe Austin Eckler is going to play. Uh, that is my that is my feeling right now that he's going to play. But yes, this is an absolutely great moment. You, if you have Austin Eckler, you absolutely have to pick up Justin Jackson, even if he ends up playing, just because you don't want your opponent to get him in case something happens. And even if you decide like, hey, I'm going to pick up Justin Jackson, but I have a better option on my bench if Eckler's out, that's fine. Play defense. You are now you are now in one week seasons going forward. So please don't keep the. Carlos Hyde's or the Philip Lindsay. Well, maybe Philip Lindsay is a bad example this week because of all the Dolphins cover stuff. But like the, the Carlos Hyde's or I don't know, the Amir Abdullah's or some of these other guys that I would advocate for you to pick up in other situations. If you are in a spot like this, even if you don't have Austin Eckler, by the way, start playing defense. Like even if you have no intention of playing these guys, you have to shift your mindset now that you're in the postseason. And guys that have zero chance of – and now I'm not saying if you have like Dalvin Cook and, all, and, and Madison, you drop Madison. That's not what I'm saying. But if you have guys on your roster that aren't handcuffs that have no clear path to playing time for you over the next week or two, don't keep them on your roster. Yeah, I, I'll say this. I just put in a waiver claim as we were doing the show on Justin Jackson and the person that I dropped in order to make room for him. And I've talked about my team on the show before, but with Mixon, Eckler, Jones, and Swift, Swift's already banged up. Don't know how much I'm going to get out of him. Got to keep him around just in case I make it to the championship and he's around. And I need to hedge against Austin Eckler. I dropped Alexander Madison. I dropped him and I picked up Justin Jackson because the worst case scenario, Jamie, is if Thursday rolls around and Austin Eckler is available, I can just drop Justin Jackson again and potentially pick up Madison if he's still there or find another option that I can have for the, the coming weeks. Yeah, or quite frankly, drop Justin Jackson on, th- on Thursday afternoon. Right, know, or just like, dro- dro- yeah. like there's, right. We, we have a good friend of ours that likes to do that, that will drop a player five minutes before kickoff to prevent people from doing stuff. So again, I'm not advocating being sneaky. I'm just saying if you want to win your waiver wire, again, guys like Ty Johnson. I mean, there are just a few of these guys that you can easily drop right now and give yourself a better opportunity to either give yourself insurance, give yourself a starting option, or block your opponent from getting a better option for themselves. Jamie, the wide receiver waiver wire rankings looks a lot like a who's who of players that we have stand for on this show. Devontae Parker in the top spot, but I'm talking about KJ Osborne at two, Amon Ross St. Brown at three, Rashad Bateman at four, Kendrick Bourne at five. Robbie Anderson finds himself at number six coming off the the nice game that he had on Sunday. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Gabe Davis, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Laquan Treadwell round out the top ten at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I mean, Parker is roster in half a league, so I don't think that's fair. Um, but listen, I just read the list. Okay. Don't, don't shoot the messenger. 
KJ Osborne, again, if Adam Thielen is out, is, is one that, again, I, I like a lot this week. Uh, he's It's going to be a lot of Jefferson, Osborne, and Conklin. Like that, that is the way they operate in that system. Amon Ross St. Brown, particularly in P- full PPR leagues, getting a ton of targets from Jared Goff. Looks really good right now. Kendrick Bourne needs to be rostered in more leagues. I feel like I said it like two and three weeks ago, but now he's coming back from a bye. The one that's really interesting to me is, is Gabriel Davis, who's been putting up some interesting, better numbers these last couple of games. Uh, all of the reports seem to indicate Emmanuel Sanders will not play this weekend. So uh, given Gabriel Davis's penchant for a big play, his penchant for getting in the end zone these last couple of weeks, and the fact that he's going to be elevated on the depth chart with no Emmanuel Sanders, uh, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, I, I would, If he's a guy that if you miss out on some of these top options, He's a guy that I would have kind of have as my like my safety my safety waiver wire ad at the wide receiver position. Uh, the tight end group: Austin Hooper, Gerald Everett, C.J. Uzoma, Brevin Jordan. The four names. Yeah, not a lot this week. Um, the reality is, is, you probably are fine at tight end aside unless you're let's say a Darren Waller person in terms of just like you're having your starter that you've been using available to you and everybody's back this week. Of that group, I, I guess Austin Hooper. Uh, I don't think any of these guys are top 20 tight ends that we just mentioned this week. Um, aside from Hooper, who comes in as tight end 20 for me. Getting a little bit more involvement, but obviously he's rostering 40% of the leagues right now, so he's probably not available for you. Uh, and really nobody else. Uh, hopefully you don't need a tight end. If, for me, for guys that we didn't mention, I would rather pick up this week instead of anybody that was not Austin Hooper on that list. Alberto uh, in Denver. Donald Parham is getting some more involvement in L.A. Uh, he plays on Thursday night. Um, those guys should be in the same conversation as the CJ Uzomas and the Gerald Everett's. A very dull tight end group this week on the waiver wires. And, and speaking of dull, you can say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques. They've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of the process, they can create stones in blush pink, beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lab, Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so that they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment, and it's always my uh, honor it's when I am able to make a pun or a segue into an ad read that makes Jamie shake his head at the screen while we're doing the show, which is that, which is exactly what happened when doing that read. Uh, Jamie, the Week 15 QB rankings, and I have a question for you, and I don't I mean to put so. you on the, and I don't mean to put you on the spot here. I believe this is the first week that Kyler Murray finds himself as QB one. It might be. I have I. Can't say I have an exact recollection of where he ranked for me every single week, especially with. I'm just saying, around, yeah. this is the first time I feel like I've seen his name in this spot. And again, I we somebody will correct me on this, but it just like I, that was the first thing that stood out to me. Hmm, I don't think Kyler's been in that spot before. But Kyler, Herbert, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, the top five. I think the important things to note: Taysom Hill, uh, QB ten. You mentioned Kirk. Uh, you mentioned Tua Tungavailoa at QB thirteen, right behind Kirk Cousins, who's the last QB one at QB twelve. Uh, other quarterbacks of note, I think that are relevant. Daniel Jones sneaking in as QB 23 coming back off of the injury in two QB leagues. Maybe that's really all I have for you. So a couple things to note here. So we'll obviously be on Lamar Jackson watch throughout the week to see if he ends up playing. Uh, I put him at QB nine right now, assuming he's going to play based on John Harbaugh's comments yesterday. If he doesn't, Tyler Huntley starts. Uh, Huntley came in uh, as my QB 27. 
So uh, again, unless you're even in a two QB league and even then it's kind of meh, uh, but I'm not rushing uh, to play Tyler Huntley, even though he has some rushing upside. See what I did there, Chris. Uh, so that's a good note. Uh, Jalen Hurts moves right back into uh, his top eight spot there uh, in a home matchup against Washington. And maybe the only other n- note that you should know is that like Dak Prescott down to QB 11 not been great since coming back from that calf injury. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk in Cowboys land and a lot of talk on Talking Heads TV. Uh, I believe Ryan Clark came out and said the Cowboys are being held back by Dak right now. Uh, he, he's still a startable caliber player for me, but you know he is somebody I think you at least have to assess your potential options, particularly if you, let's say, you're in a family and friends league where there are a lot of players available on the waiver wire and they're maybe not as savvy as those that are listening to the show. He's at least gotten to the point where you have to at least ask the question if there's a better option available to you. Likely there isn't, uh, but you still have to get to the point where you're asking that question. And uh, I guess the only other name, Jimmy Garoppolo, QB 16, because we talked about him in the waiver wire spot. Um, you know, again, probably don't want to have to start him in a single quarterback format, but whole matchup against Atlanta uh, in this game. And if you play in a super flex league, guys like Garoppolo, guys like Roethlisberger, uh, Justin Fields have all elevated themselves into clear starts as QB twos. Running backs, Jonathan Taylor takes back his spot as RB1 coming back off of the bye. Jamie, the name that I want to talk about, Taylor, Cook, Eckler, Kamara, Nick Chubb are your top five. The guy I want to talk about, Jamie, the guy that you have at RB6, because there needs to be some respect put on the name of James Conner, who I don't think we've talked about enough on this show, how good of a job he has done in Arizona. And, and Absolutely that, a stud. I believe had him as RB6 last week, too. So uh, he, he's been extremely high in my rankings for a while now. Not only has he been a stud, he's been a phenomenal pass catcher for Arizona, yes. which is had another great catch last night. Yeah, I, I believe that actually ESPN stats and info came out and said he has the most one-handed catches in the NFL this year, which is not That's something I would have bet on uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, absolute career resurgence for him. He is, is a tremendous part of why this Arizona offense is operating at a high capacity. This is a team that could not run the ball effectively last year for consistent stretches with the combination of Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. They're going to probably get Edmonds back this week as well as, as a nice compliment uh, and probably use him as more the true role that Edmonds should shine in as a, you know, hurry up offense, four minute drill, pass catching type of a role. And they let James Conner be the thumper and the goal line guy. And it's working very well, having complete career resurgence for him. League winner is what he has been so far, given where he went in drafts, given where his, his, solid but like he kind of felt like he's like oh, okay he's gonna fall into the end zone he's gonna have like 30 yards and a touchdown every week type of performance to being a true no doubt rb1 these last few weeks league winner he's got a phenomenal matchup on sunday against the detroit lions indoors at ford field uh beyond a must start at this point it's been absolutely sensational and you know at the end of the year we, we when all those percentages come out of like which percentage of championship teams had this player on their roster i would not be surprised if james connor is in that like top 10 because he is true league winning potential given where he's gone where he went in drafts and how great he has been on a pretty consistent basis like he's gonna end up leading the league in touchdowns i bet uh, Ezekiel Elliott out of the RB1 conversation this week, just barely RB13, and there's definitely opportunity for him to move up, I think, with the injury questions uh, around Daryl Henderson, around Austin Eckler. There's potential opportunity. Now, Jamie, I'm scrolling through your list here, I'm scrolling through all these names. I don't see running back Debo Samuel anywhere on this list. Do I have to wait for the wide receiver group to talk yeah, about Debo Samuel this week? Unfortunately, he is not RB eligible okay, all right. now. But I, I am looking forward, and I say that in a very tongue-in-cheek, sarcastic way, to the offseason conversation about positional eligibility 
for both Cadero Patterson and Debo Samuel this offseason in the fantasy community. But uh, I can only rank them as they are currently allowed. <laughs> I'm allowed to rank Cordero Patterson in both groups. I am not allowed to rank Debo Samuel. I, but we'll talk about him in a second. But um, some other names that are interesting. You just can't quit James Robinson, can you? You just can't do it. He's at RB26. I dropped him outside I, of RB. I dropped him outside of 25 What do you want from but me? St- he's a top 30 running back for a team that's just not using him. Well, who? Okay, so who behind him would you feel u- uber confident in playing over James Robinson right now? Chuba Hubbard. Against Buffalo? Maybe. I, maybe. That's about it, though. I can't really come up with anything I mean, more than that. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I'll probably end up moving Miles Sanders up above him, maybe like Devonta Freeman. Like, to me, I feel like this is the range, like 26 to 30, 31. You know, that's kind of the range where James Robinson is now. He's a flex play. Uh, but, and, and, you know, when my flex 50 comes out tomorrow, uh, that you'll be able to see on the draftnetwork.com or the fantasy tab, uh, he, de- Robinson does not make my top 50 for the rest of the season rankings. He, he's going to fall into the just missed category. So, Something to be aware of there. Um, keep an eye on injury stuff. There's a lot of injury stuff. Dale, uh, obviously, Austin Eckler at three. Daryl Henderson at 12. Miles Gaskin on the COVID list at 15. Uh, Chase Edmonds, does he get activated at 19? Elijah Mitchell at 20. Uh, there's a lot. Damian Harris, 24. Kareem Hunt, 25. Like, there's like that's a number of names ranked inside my top 25 running backs this week that are you're going to have to keep an eye on throughout the week. And again, another reminder before I get into some of these other running backs, two Saturday games as well. So there will be three games off the slate, six teams playing before Sunday morning. So you have to be very vigilant throughout the week and make sure you're updating your lineups properly. You do not want to get caught with players on your bench or players in your lineup that you don't want that are playing in those Saturday games. Um, A couple other names I want to bring up here before we move on to wide receivers that I am intrigued by, okay? Uh, Darrell Williams at 27 continues to be heavily involved in Kansas City as the pass catching back needs more love. Uh, who else here? Deontay Foreman. I think if, if, if I'm going to start a Titans running back and it's a tough pill to swallow, but if I'm going to start a Titans running back, he's going to be the guy for me. Otherwise, uh, like I said, Chuba Hubbard, you've already mentioned. I, I mean, if you're in real desperate, desperate straits, like Mike Davis has actually been a little bit better lately. Um, so he comes into my top 40 Devontae Booker's a guy I mentioned. Uh, it is, it, it gets rough really quick in the running back spot, but it's nice to have at least everybody that's not injured available to us right now. The wide receiver position, Jamie, uh, Cooper cup, wide receiver one, Devontae yeah. Adams, wide receiver two, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver three, Debo Samuel finds his way inside the top five wide receiver four here uh, on this list. Deontay so Johnson. I, let's talk about Debo for a second. Cause I, I know sure. I keep bringing this up on the Sunday shows, but I, I, I want to continue to bring this up here. The only reason I'm semi uncomfortable with him at, at four is that he's not being used as a wide receiver right now. And it's been several weeks of this. Like what do you get one target last week? We talked about this. He had four. He, he had what four carries and or maybe eight carries, and then the one target and the one catch in the football game. And so that was that was our concern is that he's not being utilized very well. I, it just it's concerning to me. Like it really is because it's it's capping his upside, and it leads to a higher probability of a bust week. Now I can't well, rank. I, I can't tell you to not start him. You absolutely have to start him. And by the way, he's getting in the end zone as a running back. So as long as he keeps doing that, it's fine. But he doesn't have like – it's so weird to me. A guy that was like a consistently top three fantasy wide receiver is now not getting any targets. Like he's just – Well, the other, thing, the other thing that's really confusing to me too, Jamie, is that they've completely just changed the way they've utilized him. 
On an offense that isn't necessarily, and I know Brandon Ayuk has played better over the last couple of weeks, and George Kittle had a big game, but this offense ain't—it's not explosive. They're not dropping forty every week. Like they need guys to step up, and it just feels like they're—they're they're arbitrarily limiting what Debo Samuel can do for them, and I don't understand why. And part of me, I part of me, well, there's part of me that gets it because the strong running game is what the Shanahan offense is built around, and with no Elijah Mitchell and all these other pieces that are happening with them right now. From a pure football standpoint, I understand getting the ball in Debo Samuel's hands the way they are. I get it. But from a fantasy standpoint, it's going to lead to a nightmare game sooner rather than later, and I'm scared it's going to cost somebody a fantasy championship. I can't tell you to bench him. There's no logical reason to bench him. I'm just nervous. But we can, we can go over the rest, of the, the rest of the list there. But I, just, I feel like I need to continue to mention that because at some point, he's not going to get a rushing touchdown, and he's going to have a four-point game, and people are going to be pissed. Uh, anything else that really stands out to you that you want to make sure the people know about? I mean, I, we've t- we talk about this every week. You have Adam Thielen up at uh, up at wide receiver thirteen because you're expecting him to play, and once he's ruled out, we're going to have a chance for that Monday game. So we'll we'll right. see what happens. Right. Um, Corel Patterson inside the top uh, twelve as a wide receiver one. Um, I'm trying to scroll through and see if there's anything well, else that well, is I, again a, a continued reminder of get the slot guys in your lineup. Jalen Waddle. I guess that's not fair to call him a slot guy because he plays everywhere. But uh, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver 17. Hunter Renfro, slot guy, wide receiver 18. T. Higgins, who's having a nice run, wide receiver 21. Uh, three guys that have been hot, hot, hot lately. Uh, DK Metcalf, I think you might want to note where I have him ranked. 28 outside the top two wide receivers, DK. Get out. It's not your fault. It's not. But yeah, DK Metcalf, uh, again, him versus Jalen Ramsey is always an interesting game. But like, it doesn't, if he's never going to throw on the wall, who cares? Can I tell you something else that pains me? What? DJ Moore outside the top 30 hurts. Yeah, it, it's It hurts. I get it. No, no, no. I'm not criticizing I'm not criticizing the ranking. Back. It just hurts. It just hurts a little bit to see him there. Again, I think there's a good chance you're still playing DJ Moore in a flex spot this week. Like you know what I mean? Like right now, like uh, the way I look at my my team right now is that pretty much any guy that's in my top you know, 39, I think is a legit argument to be in your flex spot this week. You know, I, I, which includes guys like both, you know, Beckham and, and Van Jefferson, Devontae Parker, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Gallup, Russell Gage, Jarvis Landry. Like, I think all those guys are really solid flex plays. Like, that's that's the beauty of the wide receiver position when everybody's on the field uh, and no bye weeks is that you probably have got a bunch of startable guys. Like, we even even guys that are outside the top 40 become intriguing, like Sterling Shepard or Christian Kirk, who had an okay game, and Tyler Boyd, who's been better lately, AJ Green, who just had a monster game. You know, KJ Osborne's ranked here at 48, assuming Thielen plays, he will jump up into flex territory if Thielen's ruled out. But, like, there's some real fun wide receiver plays this week. That's why I going to have a hard time playing some of these sketchy running backs, just because you're going to have a lot of guys that, like, if you're in a PPR league, like, I'm on Ross St. Brown, Gabriel Davis. Like, there's a few of these guys here that are hanging around wide receiver 50 that at least are intriguing enough for you in a flex spot that you might want to roll with them. I was going to point that out. You have some names, I would think, outside of the traditional top three wide receiver flex consideration that intrigue me in in a big time way. And the two names that you mentioned are the two guys that I, when I was scrolling through, I'm like, huh, those guys are low in comparison. But I'm on Ross St. Brown's on fire lately. He's had two yeah. really good games recently and has become the focal point of that pass catching o- offense. Uh, my friend on the Sunday show, he teased it. He said, spoiler alert, somebody would not be tight end one this week. 
Not only is that person not tight end one this week, they're also not tight end two this week either. Travis Kelsey outside the top two. It is George Kittle one, Mark Andrews two, Travis Kelsey three, Gronk four. You probably considered flipping Kelsey and Gronk for just a brief second. Darren Waller five. That rounds out the top five at the tight end position. Yeah, I mean, to be, I, I want to live up to my word. This is not helpful to anybody because I doubt anybody has Kelsey and Kittle or Kelsey and Andrews on their roster. Uh, and if you do, uh, let's let's talk about it uh, and how, how that should has worked out for you so far this year uh but uh yeah look george kittle has been unbelievable uh, he has been the mvp of the san francisco 49ers since he came back like if, if we started it that he comes back from injury to now he's the mvp of the 49ers heavily involved as obviously an elite blocker but for fantasy purposes uh, I, an, an unbelievable pass catcher garoppolo loves throwing to him he's coming off he has what 50 plus fantasy points combined over the last two games uh he's got one two he's got five double-digit games in his six since his return. Like, he has been absolutely phenomenal uh, for you lately. Actually, it's even more than 50, isn't it? It's like, let me see here. TD and uh, Fantasy does math. I know, right? So in, in half PPR, he's got 62 points in his last two weeks in half PPR. Like, that'll play. Like, here, here's, his, here's his half PPR totals since coming back in week nine. 17, 14, 11, 2, 35, 28. And now he gets Atlanta this week. Yeah, I'm all about it. Mark Andrews, again, absolutely phenomenal. Gronk's been phenomenal. Uh, we'll see if Waller comes back. Uh, I put him up there at tight end five. Uh, we haven't really heard, honestly, much about him um, since he got injured on Thanksgiving. But uh, So I kind of threw him up there for now. I don't think Foster Moreau is a guy that you really need to roster or start by any means. So it's like if Waller plays, that's where he ranks. If not, I'll have to find somebody else to sneak into the top 25. Um, other ones of kind of note here. I actually – I want to know what you think about my Kyle Pitts ranking since you ask me about him every week. See where he, where he's down this week. He's coming off of one of his better games as a rookie, Jamie. He has 61 yards receiving, and you drop him all the way down to 15. Very disrespectful to Kyle Pitts. Um, no, sarcasm aside, I'm surprised you haven't done this sooner. I, I, I really haven't. It's why I make it a, a, a focal point of the tight end position every week because there are a lot of people either in dynasty formats – who just do rookie drafts that focused on Kyle Pitts because he's a top five pick and was going to be a mainstay in that offense. And there are a lot of people that in redraft formats put him up there as if I don't get one of the top three tight ends, Kyle Pitts is the guy that I want. And so he was a focal point of draft strategy going into this season. And he hasn't, and it, it, this is very much not his fault. I think this is a product of just that Atlanta team. I don't know what they're doing offensively, but he has not lived up to any of the expectations that we had, we set out for him uh, Real life wise and fantasy wise in 2021. And so I'm just surprised you didn't do this sooner, that you dropped him this far. Well, the reality is, is because when guys are on bye week, it's tough to drop them outside of tight end one territory. I mean, quite frankly, like as meh as the season feels like, in average fantasy points per game, he's tight end 10. In total fantasy points, he's tight end seven. Like it's just been a bad year for tight ends. Like that's the problem. Like I, I know what the expectations were, I know what my expectations were for him, but. When there are four players on by or four teams on by, it's tough to knock him out of that spot. Uh, it really has been. But, uh, you know, at this point, it's not the greatest matchup for him and everybody's available. Like, and I think that's the biggest thing. You've got guys back. And now if there's injuries and other stuff, he might work his way up. I would not be shocked to see if he's closer to 12 by the end of the week if some, some guys move around. But he's definitely not a must start anymore. And you definitely have a, a team that maybe has Pitts and Ertz, Pitts and Fryermuth, Pitts and Hunter Henry. You know, uh, I mean, th like th those possibilities that very much exist and are now kind of forcing you to make that decision this week. 
I need 230 more yards for Kyle Pitts over the remaining four games of the regular season so he can get to the 1,000-yard mark and I can win a bet. That's really all I care about here at this juncture of the season for Kyle Pitts because fantasy-wise, he uh, has not helped me uh, win a championship like I anticipated in one of my leagues. Oh, that's it for us here, Jamie, here on the show. We're back Sunday night uh, post for a lot of you the opening round of the playoffs, so that should be a lot of fun to break down uh, all of the big performances that might have made or or break your fantasy season. Uh, Jamie, where could everybody follow you on social media follow me at jamie eisner on twitter and at jamie eisner tdn on instagram the draftnetwork.com underneath the fantasy tab is where all of jamie's rankings live he teased it earlier the flex 50 comes out tomorrow you're going to want to look at that as well uh, you can follow the show on twitter at tdn fantasy you can follow me on twitter at shoe radio s-c-h-u radio everybody have a great rest of your week we'll talk to you on sunday thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.